Hello, and welcome to Bruce World, How I See Things. If you haven't guessed it, I'm Bruce, Bruce Handler. And with each episode, I plan to discuss a thought-provoking topic and, of course, share my point of view. To talk about humans and the interesting things we do, maybe teach you a thing or two, share some facts that are really true, and make you laugh at least once before I'm through. Hello, and welcome to episode 20 of my podcast entitled Stop Being a Procrastinator If You Happen to Get Around to It. <laughs> so do you ever procrastinate? Raise your hand. Okay, I doubt if any of you didn't raise your hand, and some of you probably raised both hands. Now think of the word procrastination for a second. Wouldn't you agree that it sounds so intimidating. It almost sounds like some bad medical condition. Now, I consider myself to generally be very good at managing my time, but there are some to-dos that you might say I occasionally drag my feet on, in particular if they're really boring or unpleasant, in which case I might look to do anything else, like watching various YouTube videos and one of the old Dr. G medical examiner shows. Now, I know some of you are going to say it could be a really good thing to procrastinate, that you'll perform better, produce a better product, make better decisions, and so forth. Well, I'm sorry to inform you, but other than a few articles claiming this is true, the fact of the matter is the research proves otherwise. In general, we usually perform worse, produce a lower quality product, make more mistakes, make poor decisions, so procrastination is not a good thing at all. And what shocked me the most when doing my research on this topic is how much of a negative impact procrastination can have on our bodies and minds. Ongoing procrastination can lead to physical and emotional issues ranging from insomnia to headaches to anxiety, depression, even a lowered immune system making you more susceptible to getting illnesses. So we all, and I mean all, procrastinate on occasion. But conservatively, about 25% of the population are chronic procrastinators, and that can really wear the body down. Because when we procrastinate, although we may be having fun doing other things than the tasks that needs to be done, we can't let go of the feelings of guilt and stress that are occurring subconsciously while doing these things. And we also carry these feelings, of course, when we're not distracted. Now, procrastination is not a complex thing to understand, right? The most basic definition of procrastination is literally, and are you ready for it, to delay doing stuff. And we generally delay stuff because it's hard or scary or stressful or painful or no fun. Or as I mentioned about me, I tend to want to delay doing things if they're boring or unpleasant. Now, one thing about procrastination that makes it a bit unique is there are multiple underlying drivers some of these include low self-confidence, lack of structure, or lack of focus, which is a struggle to be organized, lack of self-motivation, anxiousness, perfectionism, slash fear of failure. So where do we go from here? Well, the good news is that procrastination is simply a habit. And we can change any habit, no matter how long we've had it, no matter what obstacles may try to get in our way. Now, I recognize that breaking this habit is a tiny bit harder than breaking other habits. Why is that? Well, it's because it comes with some rewards that reinforce the tendency to procrastinate. It does two feel-good things. It temporarily gets our conscious mind off the thing we need to do, and we end up doing something in its place that we generally find more enjoyable or pleasant. Now, I've read numerous articles. I've watched a variety of videos on how to stop procrastinating, 
And between those and my own experiences, I'm going to share what I consider to be the best of the best solutions for the most common types of procrastination. You have to admit it would be ironic if the first solution I gave you, which is to prepare a list of things you need to stop procrastinating over, ends up being something you procrastinate doing. Whether it's waiting till the last minute to study for an exam or do homework or turn in a work assignment or prep for a presentation or do chores or having a tough conversation or going to the dentist. Now I'm going to make this easy for you and show you one very simple but important way to stop procrastinating at the same time. I'll do this by asking you to pick just one thing. One thing that you would say might be easier to stop procrastinating over. And if you end up listing more things, good for you. That's extra credit. If you want to add one item a day, that's fine as well. Now that I put it out there, the phrase, one thing. I can't stress enough just how powerful this phrase is when it comes to procrastination. More on this as we discuss solutions. Now for me, an easier thing to stop procrastinating over was doing laundry. Why? Because it's not so much tossing the clothes into the washing machine and dryer. It was having to fold things and put them away because as you know, if you leave the clothes in the dryer too long, some get quite wrinkled. More about Bruce's laundry soon. (laughs) As we talk about just doing one thing, just one thing to help us stop procrastinating, when it comes to to to-do list, ever thought about just putting one item on yours, and when you're done with that item, just add one other. It doesn't have to be the most important item either. Again, you're learning a new habit, so making any progress is good habit building. I know how excited people can get making long to-do lists, but the more we have on those lists, the less likely we are to achieve all those items, if any. And then we become discouraged about those things that we didn't do. And over time, What you can do when you start just putting down that one item is add more items to your to-do list when you know what you're reasonably likely to get done. One thing that also helps getting to-dos getting done is to put a time of day when you plan on doing that to-do thing. A little specificity is a powerful thing. You could be specific by putting a time of day, like 4 p.m., I'm going to work on my presentation, or just state that during the last hour of the day before I go to bed, I'll meditate for five minutes. When it comes to work and procrastination, what kills us is attending lots of meetings and allowing lots of interruptions, looking at emails every time they pop in our box, instant messages, phone calls, or drop-bys. If you can block your calendar and avoid meetings and interruptions for at least one hour in the morning, the lunch hour, one hour in the afternoon, or even for any of those times, the less likely you'll be to procrastinate. Now, if you choose one of these time slots to spend a chunk of time on emails, then that could be a good use of time versus when we look at each one as they pop up, because that leads to procrastination problems later. Oh, and if you're spending 50% or more of your time of the day in meetings, the odds are good that you're attending some meetings that you don't need to be at and are not using your time well relative to what else you need to do or that you're scheduling too many meetings. Another key word I want to share with you now is steps. It's not just about picking one thing. And picking an easy thing, it's about taking that first step and making it a small one. Then taking the next step and the next step. To beat procrastination, things must be done in steps or small bites versus one big gulp. 
like trying to put together a thousand piece puzzle. It's daunting to see all the pieces laid out on the table, but if you just work on the edges first and then take one section at a time, you become more encouraged. And with the progress you make over time, the more energized you become to complete the puzzle. So what can we learn getting back to my laundry example? Well, my new one easy habit is just washing a few things at a time, so then I have very little to put away. I also started a habit of organizing my clothes after taking them out of the dryer and just putting the items away first that are likely to wrinkle if they sit around too long. Then every time I go into my bedroom, I put the other groups of items away. Maybe just my socks or shirts, or maybe just some shirts, not all the shirts. One could also get creative. Who says you need to fold undershirts or underwear? And I have a ton of undershirts. So my solution, making it less likely for me to procrastinate, was just to put my undershirts on hangers. Regarding the underwear, I stopped bothering to fold them and just started tossing them in the dresser drawer. And of course, another solution is to buy clothes that don't wrinkle, which I've done. But wait, there's more. Why not making doing laundry more fun? While you're doing it, for me, that entails listening to music or watching a show while putting the clothes away. Enough about laundry, wouldn't you say? But I hope you've already digested some easy bites to swallow based on this example on how to beat one's procrastination habit. Now, these concepts can be applied to many chores, even mowing the lawn. I mean, who says we need to mow the entire lawn all at once or empty the entire dishwasher at once or clean our entire first floor of our homes all at once? Why not set a timer and do the activity for, say, I don't know, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and then take a break? And if you're quite the procrastinator, trust me, start with just five. And then reward yourself after the timer goes off by taking a break for some time period and do something fun. So take 15 or 20 minutes and then do something enjoyable and then go back to mowing the lawn or sweeping or straightening for five or 10 or 15 more minutes and keep repeating. Also, who says you even have to mow your lawn all in one day? Again, let's be creative. What if you did it over two days? Would anyone really notice? I can tell you that after you follow this timer process for a while, you will likely find yourself doing the chore for some period of time, even after the timer goes off. And you'll find yourself setting longer periods of time to do the task at hand. However, you always want to be realistic and not pick a time that's not achievable. I can't stress this enough. To this day, I almost never pick more than 20 minutes to spend on any one task before taking a break. And I often still only pick five minutes, depending on what the activity is. When it comes to doing things in bite-sized chunks, the same approach applies to bigger efforts, like long-term projects at work, home or school, or losing weight or exercising. You can't just have one final goal and deadline to achieve it. You need several goals or milestones. A milestone is a short-term achievement that is set on the way to accomplishing your overall goal. I'm literally saying you will state that you will get XYZ done in, let's say, two weeks, and then the next XYZ done in the following two weeks, and so on when your goal is months out or, you know, pretty far away. On the other hand, you do have to take the all-important first step of making a list of milestones. And if that is too much for you, then what do we do? We make a partial list one day and we finish it the next day or we take our time and maybe we do that list over a week. Again, small bites, one step, one thing, right? I think you get the idea here. When you break anything down into multiple steps where you can choose to just complete one step at a time, 
It becomes easier to achieve because it becomes more manageable, less overwhelming, less scary, not as hard to do. It allows us to experience feel-good moments when we accomplish the small steps, and that motivates us to keep going. Let me continue with the discussion of steps, baby steps, and how this can help you to move forward and accomplish simple goals and harder goals that you never thought you could possibly achieve. What people commonly procrastinate doing that could be hard includes things like dieting, exercising, and changing jobs, in particular if they've been in that job or worked for that company for a long time. So how can you move forward when it comes to these things? Well, one, either make a list of steps you need to do to accomplish the goal and do one at a time. Or two, just pick one thing to try, and if that works, then pick another thing, and so on. You want to make the steps as easy as possible, and they must be super realistic. Time and again, people pick unrealistic goals, and it's no wonder they fail over 90% of the time to achieve their goals, or they achieve them at a level less than they hope for. So you have the person who decides they're suddenly going to start running, (laughs) and they pick three miles a day, six days a week, when they haven't even walked a mile in one day in the past year. So what can step one be here? It could be as small of a step, pun intended, as walking maybe four blocks, three days a week. And once you accomplish these smaller tasks over a period of time, you add on. And don't just go from four blocks on day one to five blocks on day two to six blocks on day three. Stick with the four blocks for a while, then move to the five. You're building a habit. It takes time. You want to ensure that you're successful in achieving your goal. And it feels great when we accomplish these tasks, no matter how small they are, and they help us build momentum. And before you know it, you are doing some walking and running and then running your three miles. Same thing with dieting, or as I like to say, healthy eating. Again, we tend to go from zero to 60, suddenly trying to do the intermittent fasting, cutting out all sweets and carbs. So just like the exercise approach, Pick goals that you know you can accomplish. On your next trip to the grocery store, buy one piece of fruit or one type of vegetable, assuming you generally don't eat these foods at all. For your next meal, remove one item or reduce one item. For example, if you normally have chips with your sandwich, don't eat the chips or have half the chips. Or just cut the sandwich in half or remove the cheese from the sandwich. And lastly, regarding healthy eating, think about losing a small amount of weight over time which could be as little as a pound each of your first few weeks versus 10 pounds over that same time period. How about when it comes to changing jobs and producing a resume? Just set a goal of working on just one section of the resume at a time, like just writing the summary or education section or about one job, and before you know it, the entire resume will become completely done. It's when we think about the entire resume which is overwhelming and we think needs so much work that we don't do any at all. Did you know that one of the most common reasons people procrastinate, which was a new learning for me, is because they're unsure of what's expected. And apparently this is very common for college students and employees at all levels, including executives. Rather than go and try to get clarity on what's expected, they let time tick by, thinking they're going to figure out what's expected when all they needed to do as soon as possible was ask. You may have some fear about asking because none of us wants to look stupid or like we are a bad listener, but people who give assignments are often unclear. I've been there myself. And when you ask for clarity, if done the right way, then it will usually pay off. 
So what is one example of asking the right way? Professor Bruce, or if it's your boss, Phil, I'm a little unclear about your expectations. To make sure I do my best on this project or this report and produce exactly what you're looking for, it would be very helpful if we could revisit your expectations to make sure I fully understand what I need to accomplish. Is that okay with you? Then there's making doctor and dentist appointments, which we delay because we fear pain or fear what they might find or fear the unknown. So what can you do to address this? Number one, put others in charge of making these appointments for you, or maybe they'll never happen. Have that person give the doctor or dentist a heads up about your concerns, and then they can make sure to walk you through everything, either in advance or during the visit. Two, have the Next appointment scheduled before you even leave the doctor or dentist's office. Three, for a trip to the dentist, why not bring noise-canceling headphones or earbuds with music to help you relax, to drown out noises you don't want to hear while they work on your teeth. Four, ask a friend or loved one to accompany you during your appointment to help keep you calm or distracted and to also make sure you make the appointment. Number five, ask for the first appointment of the day so you don't have to wait long to be seen and worry while you're waiting. While we're on the subject of fear, there are two more types of fear causing procrastination to happen. Fear of conflict and having a tough conversation with somebody. What can reduce the fear so you won't delay the conversation for too long? Be prepared for the conversation. It's that simple. Write down what you're going to say and practice saying it, even doing it with someone so you can get some feedback. Also, what causes people to react poorly during a conversation is if they feel blamed or accused about something and then feel put on the defensive or if they're spoken to in an emotional way or condescending way. So speak in a calm, matter-of-fact, friendly tone. And when they're speaking, it is so important to listen. Do you know that people will like you more if they feel heard. So if you show interest in what they're saying, if you ask questions, if you summarize, that really helps you build a relationship, and in particular one that you're struggling with. What about fear of failure? This is something that causes people to procrastinate. Well, first you need to understand we all have this fear at times. Then to look back and ask yourself how many times you thought you might fail or not do so well, and yet you did. Then envision what success will look like, and then start listing the steps to get to that success goal. Again, maybe just list one or a few steps at a time, and also think about what may lead to failure. Most often, it's one, we don't clearly know what's expected, as I mentioned earlier, two, we don't have all the knowledge needed, so figure out who does and seek out help. Don't be afraid to ask. Three, we aren't prepared. We don't take the time to practice our presentation. Number four, we don't think we have the time to do a great job. Well, then see if you can change the date or get help from others or reprioritize other items or accept the fact that the final product does not have to be perfect when often good is just fine. How many times do you hear a presentation and say to yourself, that was excellent? Often it's okay. And it's okay to be okay. (laughs) Be realistic about what you can achieve in the time that you have. My last tip to help ensure you get things done that you think you are likely to procrastinate over is to establish accountability with at least one other person, and it could be multiple people. So this is your accountability partner. 
Let them know what you're trying to accomplish by when, your milestone goals and deadlines for those, and then give them progress updates. When someone's aware of what we're trying to achieve and we have to give them updates, we're likely to feel more motivated to accomplish the task. Now, I'm going to go ahead and stop there so you can do what needs to be done that you've been putting off. And I'll remind you that if you have any life challenges, including those having to do with procrastination or time management or organization or anything else, please feel free to contact me at brucecoachcca at gmail.com or you can check out my website, corecoachingadvantage.com. Thank you. So thanks for stopping by and thanks for listening, if you're still awake. I hope you were entertained, maybe learned something new, smiled a time or two, And here's to having at least an okay day. And if you don't, then you have what it takes to make it through. This is Bruce from Bruce World, the way I see things. And I hope you'll join me for my next episode. (laughs) 